this is our first ever podcast. It's exciting. It is. It's Talk the Talk. Not that I can say it. I keep saying Talk the Talk or, you know, vice versa. But there we go. We'll just call it TTT. We are one down today. We're missing Corinne, which is sad, but she is super busy and she will be back with us next week. Um, So we thought probably best, seeing as you guys are going to be listening to us a lot over the next few weeks, um, is just, just learn a little bit about us and why why we're so obsessed with Formula One and why, even though it does all these horrible things to us, it makes us feel all these emotions, we still stick by it. (laughs) Proper emotional damage. I'll never be the same again. Um, Eden, did you want to say a little thing? Okay. Put you on the spot. Uh, Well, (laughs) hi, everyone. Um, (laughs) Well, so if we're talking about how we got into F1, I... Grew up watching F1 with my dad. He was a complete motorhead as a kid. And not a, as a kid, I mean when I was a kid. So every Sunday, it was watch, get in front of the telly, watch F1. Um, I started watching it probably when like Lewis first started out. So that was like, what, 2007? Mm. And then I watched it all through Seb's domination right up to about... I think I stopped watching it about 2017 when I moved to uni because I stopped going to my dad's as much. And then yeah. I sort of lost off with it and then I was like oh I'll watch the last lap of last season that was interesting (laughs) and then I sat watching Drive to Survive and I am unfortunately (laughs) one of the Drive to Survive people so cancel me for that but yeah I I mean I have have been a fan of it for like years but Drive to Survive got me back into it and now Mm. I'm ridiculously obsessed with it so it's great we're all we're all here one way or the other go on Who's next? Oh, it's me. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Um, yeah, I, I actually, I, I still don't really know how I got into it. It's still kind of a mystery. I mean, I, um, I know my parents were super into it, like my dad especially. And then I think, I don't know, my dad turned around at some point and was like, "Look, we're gonna go to Silverstone," and I was like, "Okay, like cool." Like I, I don't think I was really you know conflicted either way and then when I went I feel like how kids talk about Disneyland or Orlando is how I felt at Silverstone you know with like all the tents and like the lights and the crowds of people wearing like my team colors and like I think the experience of running on a racetrack at the end of a race like in that swarm is Mm. incomparable and um yeah I think after that point I became obsessed like before that I was interested in like I like to watch it on the television but like that was when it became like an unhealthy um, obsession in my life that now like I cannot I cannot strip away. Um, <laughs> so now I'm hooked. There we are. Mm-hmm. And it is it's it does feel unhealthy sometimes. Like re- it, it does. really does. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like memes that live rent free in my head, and and then I'm I want to like share them with a lot of people, but. I realise they're completely pointless to, like, most of the people in my life. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, for me, my my mum was the motorhead um, in my family, like, completely just obsessed. We actually, she used to go and watch Lewis when he was doing Formula Renault. Um, Really? And, yeah, yeah. Um, Really, really, he was, like, completely dominant that season. My mum has, like, really visceral memories of that. Um... My first sort of real memory of motorsport is uh, Schumacher dominance. Unfortunately, not not our lovely Mick, Michael. 
Mick will never have dominance. Sorry. Um, we'll get <laughs> into, I'm sure we'll get into that another week. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll get into that another week. I'm sure. Um, as much as I would love him to be dominant, it's Michael that I that I grew up watching. Um, remember, even remember, like very very young. This is showing my age here. I remember Hackenen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's hyaluronic acid I use for my skincare regime. No wrinkles yet. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember hacking in. Um, grew up like Barrichello. Obviously, Barrichello was racing until like quite recently in the grand scheme of things, really. Um, and then kind of drifted away from the sport. Maybe like when I started going to uni, when my Sundays were kind of I wasn't really awake for the race. And then, honestly, trauma dump. I really couldn't get back into it because my ex at the time was like so not into that kind of stuff. He hated it. So I couldn't really have it on in the house. And then this year has just been like, I've just been able to turn the house into my little Formula One haven. Um, there is stuff everywhere and I can just have it on all the time. Like I just have Sky F1 on even when they're just showing race reruns. That's me, uh, apparently. I'm so pleased that I'm exactly the same when I'm working from home. Like, oh, best of Australia, 2008, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like really traumatising as well. That's what you don't really want to remember yeah. or watch again. <laughs> so that's that's us. That's um, the thing is, is that obviously that's really brief. We all have like our own kind of motorsport and Formula One stories that Dylan are going to come origin out. stories yeah oh god yeah yeah I think today might be the start of me and Kieran having a massive fallout that's gonna be our arch enemies <laughs> yeah nemesis <laughs> so obviously you just said damn right in the chat yeah yeah fair I'll take damn it right. <laughs> speaking of which that's a pretty good segue to get into I think what we need to just get out in the open get it over and done with so we can all move on our wounds can heal um so but yeah right Lance Stroll um tried to murder Fernando Alonso yesterday and I think we'll just can we just say future teammate Fernando Alonso future teammate and his dad is going to be paying his wages um tense it was a tense moment I will just I was okay. Maybe like a split second, I was concerned for Fernando. I was just because he was in the air, but then my yeah. thoughts just went straight to Kieran. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, I think we all. <laughs> we all Cana- just... The sweet Canadian princess ran out of the race. <laughs> it was it was very much murder on the lance floor. Attempted murder on the lance floor. Attempted murder on the lance floor. That is an involved first episode. Attempted murder on the lance floor. It has to Attempted be. Attempted murder. On the... <laughs> I think, so, I think it. I think it was telling that. Well, a lot of people are saying that he was in the wrong, but I think it's mm-hmm. telling with the fact that he didn't say anything apart from "I crashed" on his radio when he mm. spun out. He didn't yeah, say it like, wasn't. Oh, he was behind me and I didn't see him. It just went "I crashed." But, however, then afterwards, upon reflection, he then said, um, "I left him so much room on the side. I don't know what happened." And then you look back and it's like, I don't know what happened. Proceeds to elbow him with his car off the track. I left exactly. him so much It wasn't even about room. That's the thing. Like, he did leave him plenty of room. The issue no. was he didn't give him any time. Like, yeah, no. he just... Like he was straight, literally from, pulling yeah. out of his strip stri- uh, slip, strip stream. Strip stream. Slipstream. 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 <laughs> and Lance was like, oh. 
Oh, oh, no, try can't. this. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the the F one show earlier with like Will Buxton and all that, and there was a guy and I can't remember his name. He's an Indy car driver. Cancel me. I don't know his name, but he was saying that in Indy car you're not allowed to have do to do defensive moves like that. So if you see if like it was Stroll and he had uh, Alonso behind him, he couldn't pull out. You just have to just let the inevitable happen and just let him pass. Mm. Which I thought was quite interesting. And I think I think they were lucky because it could have been a lot worse. The fact yeah. that he went up that way, he spun around that way, and easily any of the cars behind could have crashed into him. Easily, mm. it, the Alpha Tauris did yeah. some real. And this is Gasly. This is why his reaction times. He's always practicing them, and it paid yeah. off. Yeah, it yeah, really, absolutely. really paid off. Absolutely, because it would have been really both of them. It was Yuki as well. Both of them really did well, to, especially as like they showed the onboard. They couldn't see where the car was. It was just smoke. So yeah. just got to kind of think, oh, I think it's in that bit of smoke there. All of that in a split second that we couldn't just, even possibly I just thought it was there. mad how, like, the safety car went in and then that happened and he was like, oh, back out again. But Mayland just thought, like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. I was going to go for a piss. <laughs> I've, just, I've just put the kettle on, lads, are we? Give us, some, give us a minute. What Lance Stroll did give us, though, is... The opportunity to see Fernando Alonso at his very best. Oh yeah, yeah, wow. formidable I mean, Fernando. One unreal. of the best recovery sport damage limitation drives I think I've seen in Formula One. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be out 100 percent after mm. that. Yeah, I feel like, like I was back to early 2000s blue suit sort of Renault. Yeah, like, there he is. That's my <laughs> That was proper magic, Alonso. That was proper yeah. proper magic, Alonso. But then it was like in the, I think it was the interview in like the in the this like the media pen, and it was like um, talking to Alonso. He was like, "Oh, have you spoken to Fernando?" And he was like, "He's still in the car." <laughs> she was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> it's probably because she was like, "Really? Yeah. How? Like, I've, I've seen that apparently they only have like one wing mirror or something." Yes, That's which kind of brings us on to my little FIA ramp. Yes, I yeah, and I think. So that's what Gunther's getting spicy over, at least. And I think he's right, in a sense. I think yeah. he's right to be annoyed, and he was right to yeah. put that protest in, because K-Mag yeah. has been pulled up. K-Mag wouldn't have been pulled up for damage this many times if he'd stopped crashing into people on the first lap. Yeah, Unpopular opinion, maybe. But, you know, Gunther's got to do what he's got to do. I will defend that man until my, my dying life. breath. Yes. <laughs> we there is nothing like, that man we can do. We are stuns in this house. <laughs> Apart from Mick. I think he needs to be a little bit nicer to Mick. Um, yeah. But other than that. So they obviously has lodged, lodged, uh, lodged that appeal. Yeah. That protest, rather. And they all went in front of the stewards. And it wasn't just Fernando. It was Checo as well. And yeah. Checo had the end plate damage. And Fernando had lost. How it was just a mirror. Oh, my God. And I not know. half of the car, which it looked it's like. It's made out of Kevlar. It must be. It's ridiculous. What did you see at the end in the in the press pen? Like, Fernando like Fernando took this whole hit like an absolute lash. Like, you know, like, when you cast... Like, when you think about the way that George Russell handles these things, where he's like, fucking everyone's the worst, and I'm, like, everyone just out to get me, even though, like, I crashed into someone else. Anyway, put that... I'm about to be cancelled. Um, <laughs> Fernando is, like... He's there and he's like, you know what? I had a really good time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a really good day for me. And, and he said something like, people who want to mess with with Alpine clearly have nothing to lose or something. Like, he, he said this little kind of sassy comment. Like, I don't know. I, and 
I kind of loved that, to be honest. Yeah, he was I never think... going to come out and and be sad or kick off about it. That's just not in his no. nature, is it? No, I, no, no. I think the crash showed and the way he reacted showed his sort of experience as well. The fact that he sort of just cracked on with it. And like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, could, you, could, you could tell he was shook up, like, obviously. But you just sort of was like, right, that's what happened. Let's crack on and see where, where we get. And they ended up, yes. where, did he, where, where did he finish? Yeah. Well, before, <laughs> obviously. Before yeah. the worst FIA, de- second worst FIA decision of the year. It was, was, it? It was P7, wasn't seven. it? Seven, I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was seventh. Yeah, because it was um, Seb, was it Seb sixth and came back eighth? Is that right? Seb, Seb eighth. Oh, Seb eighth. slow pit stopper thing. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. It was just chaos. So much movement in that yeah. midfield, which was nice. Really, was really insane. nice to see. They should have um, stopped the race at 7P1, to be honest, because that would have been lovely. Yeah, I wish they'd stopped at Mick P1 in Suzuka, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Call it off, it's done. We can only dream. <laughs> Stop the count. Stop the race. <laughs> um, the decision by the FIA for Fernando losing that wing mirror was, in effect, a 30-second time penalty. I know it was a 10-second stop and go, which is the harshest penalty that they can give to a driver without disqualifying them, which I disagree with it being a 10 second stop go penalty anyway. to then on top of that, give that penalty retrospectively when really it should have been down to the race director to meatball the car if they should be able to track that, right? I was we could all see it. I found out what the meatball flag meant because I did not know what that meant. And I was like, why is it a meatball flag? <laughs> that makes sense. Why so why my... did you keep hearing that K Mag was getting meatballed all season? Like, what, what do you mean meatballed? Mean? What do you mean meatballed? But now I understand. Is it a fan fiction thing or you know? I'm such a new fan, God. DTS fan. Bin, get in the bin. But the drama continues because literally just before we went live, the FIA have put some documents out. They've summoned um Alpine and Haas to a meeting potentially tomorrow potentially today sorry but also potentially thursday because the fi have got the dates wrong obviously so it's either today or thursday because the has put the uh protest in like 24 minutes too late yeah i saw that so i I, I love this whole like being summoned as you've been going at the head teacher's office i think it's great it must like feel like, like that. Chilling along, oh, we have to go to the office. <laughs> like that clip of Carlos when they, they, he's been interviewed and he found <laughs> like, out they had to go to shoes. He was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> like, oh no, what have I done now? Yeah, me every day. And this is yeah. what I mean by like, like if my boss like messages me, like, can you jump on a call for five minutes? That's my face. Like Carlos, I'm like, oh God. He's got such an emotive face, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just can't hide it. <laughs> Speaking oh, of Carlos... Speak of the man himself. No, oh, I don't want him I was the so world. optimistic. Mm. Yeah, I th- he wouldn't have won. I mean, Max was ahead, not even at the first corner. Like he was ahead pretty much on that straight. Yeah, he had like a bad, he had like a bad start, didn't he? He didn't get away as quick as Max did. Not as bad as turn one for him though. Um, no, the new torpedo, was... torpedo two Step aside, Danny mm. Kvyat. George Russell is has taken his crown. Russell George. Russell. Russell. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Our good Mr. friend Russ himself. Who Mr. Lack of Accountability. Although I no, I say that. I say that. He did say afterwards, oh, that was my fault. However At least he owned up to it. He yes, he did own up to it and he went straight to Ferrari Hospitality to see Carlos and he apologised, which is great. 
that's what you're kind of meant to do, right? Yeah, of course. But then that doesn't kind of take away from all of the other incidents where he was just, he just like straight T-boned Checo in France and was like, yeah. he just drove into me, man. He has been playing Total Wipeout this year. <laughs> like, I think he's confused about the job Total that he has. <laughs> in his head, it's bumper cars. <laughs> If I smash him, like, and, and how much damage? Do I get extra points for damage? No, George, that's not the game. It's not the game. Honestly, like a demolition I, derby. I think yeah. I, I must have some form of delusion because I was hoping for a Carlos win this weekend, but that's no, Carlos delusion syndrome. When I when I was out on Saturday and I saw that Carlos had got pole, I was very excited in the middle of a pub in Newcastle, and then my world came crashing down on corner one <laughs> I was like, no. it's always corner one but, but then Ferrari's cursed though Ferrari's cursed because I swear like I remember having the same feeling it was like Hockenheim when when Charles it was like that year we had like Mercedes win for ages and then all of a sudden like Ferrari were like in with a shot of winning and I remember like Charles was like leading the Grand Prix for such a long time and I remember like really convincing myself like this is it this is the moment nothing can nothing's gonna happen like he's got it and then he like crushed himself out of the race. And I had the same feeling with this, like the, the Grand Prix started and I was like, yeah, like we've made it. Like, this is it, come on, he's gonna take this win. And then uh, <laughs> the incident happened. It's almost, I don't know what's worse though. I don't know if it's worse watching your favorite driver lead a race and then bin it like two laps from the end or yeah. having that optimism, they're on pole, blah, 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 and then straight away you are taken down several pegs. You are humbled by George Russell himself. It must be such a shitty feeling, though, like having all that sort of preparation and being on pole within like being in it within like two minutes. It's like, yeah. it's like a waste. I bet he hasn't even I'd got like company um, comfortable like in his car. Yeah, I'd love to know what the conversation was when George was like, oh, hey, mate, sorry, didn't mean to smash you. And then Carlos was like, ah, yeah, no worries. You just, like, ruined my entire year, but it's cool. Well, thanks anyway. <laughs> it's okay if not. Handshake agreement, like, but then, like, next time. I feel like I've got, like, Ferrari PTSD because I saw, like, a, a red car, like, spin. I was like, Charles, no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, my first thought was just, mainly because he was the the Ferrari that I saw that had spun out was already so far behind Max. I was like, yeah. I couldn't possibly be Carlos who started in P one. Surely yeah. not. It <laughs> must be Charles. Charles. <laughs> but and I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for George a little bit. I won't for any other thing that he does this season. Sorry, but he did lock up. It well, okay. He was taking an aggressive line yeah. into the corner. It was very very ambitious, but he did lock up right. And then Max had, was obviously kind of pushing Carlos right back in. So Carlos had to move to the left and George couldn't necessarily have foreseen that. Yeah, Carlos so, didn't know where to go really, did he? No. It was, to quote Charles Leclerc and Max, it was an incident, wasn't it? Was, it it like, was an incident. It, it kind of was. It was. <sighs> and that's why I kind of think about the penalty, like, was that a just penalty? Five seconds, whereas kind of... You know, I don't think he got a penalty for what he did to Checo in France, which yeah. I think was okay. He didn't take Checo out of the race, but it was very, very aggressive, kind of arguably dangerous driving. Wasn't he aggressive yeah. in Singapore as well? Was it him and Mick? Him and he Mick, crashed, yeah. he, and yeah. he took Valtteri out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, <laughs> just didn't get out of the car and you know, slap <laughs> <Lump> him, <laughs> smack him yeah. this time. <laughs> but yeah, no, and it's. 
I think because there was Checo in France, Checo in Austria. Um, he's got a Checo just... vendetta, hasn't he? He's just yeah, clearly he's hates <laughs> And then, yeah, Singapore was bad because he had Bottas and Mick because he was, but George was driving desperately. Like yeah, that was his was, worst race. He was driving like his hair was on fire, literally. Like... Yeah. He <laughs> came on the radio and he was like, what's Mick doing? Like, what's he doing? Like, uh, driving? It's his literally job. Just racing, like. Um, this is more what was it he George. said? <laughs> He was like, Mickey, oh, Schumacher's defending as if it's the race of his life. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he doesn't have a seat next year. Yeah, because what made it worse is that he said crikey. Like, who says crikey in every oh. day of life? Ick of, of the year. year. <laughs> Ick of the year. That's for the end of season awards, the Ick of the Year goes to no. George Russell saying crikey. No, it was when he was like, Verstappen is driving extremely erratically. I was like, okay. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> I bet I bet he replies with texts in kind regards at the end, doesn't he? Even like his mum. <laughs> kind regards. Best George. wishes. Just BW. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> oh bless oh, him. God. Oh god. I need to get my bearings yeah. back after that. Sorry. Know, we've just been, we've really like, just gone in on George. I know we were saying about like Ferrari's giving us sort of PTSD, but I thought Charles had quite a decent race yesterday. It seems we started what, twelfth? And then yeah. that move that movie did was unreal. Was it against Checo? Oh, seriously lovely. good stuff. However, yeah. I think if he'd if he hadn't have pulled that off, we'd be having the same conversation about Charles that was as we did George, because it was yeah. a little bit of a dive bomb. It was, he was... It was close. I thought they were both going to go. I was like, mm. yeah. I like hold my breath as he would go around the corner. I was like, no. Oh. But the difference is, is that there's two drivers who were both immensely talented and respect the the game like the game of driving so they know like they know where their limit is and they're confident with their limit and that's why it doesn't end up in a situation like that the problem with um like to say it with george it is i don't think like he knows yet like he hasn't he doesn't know like where his limits are and he doesn't think sometimes like he's not playing on the knife edge he's really just kind of like smash or die like it's there's no you know, yeah. and this is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. Because you see these duels with the likes of, like, I mean, with even in this race, like, the greats, like, you've got Alonso and Vettel, like, the way that they fight, it's kind of super beautiful and elegant in a way yeah. where it's, like, because they're so experienced, like, they know how to keep it on that line and not cross. Mm. Like, like their fight in Japan, you sure that showed their experience, the fact that they could fight each yeah. other and not crash. Like, they were so yeah. close, but you could tell that was, like, their, like, years of experience. And that's yeah. the thing, George, that's wheel the... to wheel, crumbles. Yeah. I keep forgetting yeah. that this is George's first year in a Mercedes. Yes, his first year not in a yeah. shit box. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, his first year not in a tractor. I keep forgetting completely. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, benefit of the doubt, is, is probably a bit like doing another rookie season because it's yeah. such oh, yeah. a different experience because yeah. he was P19 yeah. for it, three years. He's in like an actually competitive car. Yeah, like he can keep up with people. He's not getting laps. Like he's it's yeah. not blue flags for him all the time. He's actually fighting for on a couple of occasions this year. Race wins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so that Mercedes haven't had a win this season. Like I thought it was Lewis's yesterday uh, yeah. for a while. Oh don't. Oh don't. Sorry. My little soon. my little heart. I was so hungover so hungover and I was like this this is it Lewis is gonna win I was ready like I could feel we had 20 laps to go and I had tears in my eyes I was like finally yeah I was thinking it was Lewis also Mm -hmm. side note watching F1 hungover is the worst experience in the world after so I feel your pain I Mm -hmm. watched the French Grand Prix with the worst hangover I had to wear sunglasses indoors and the circle or like the the red and blue circles actually made me vomit in the middle of the race oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
Oh, it was so bad. So, <laughs> I've overshared, but you know. It's fine, P- Paul Ricard's in the mud. No more Paul Ricard yeah. next year. Yeah, so no more I awful think... hangovers watching Paul Ricard. Or just awful races. Sorry, I said it. I mean, no, I'm still triggered off Charles and the Wall in France, so that's fine. Bye, France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bye, France. I'd like to forget. <laughs> yes. I'm never going to forget. We will not forgive, but we will forget. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a th- going back to like what kind of like what we were saying about Charles is that when he's racing wheel to wheel, like his battles with Max and Jeddah, for example, always comes like this year was just incredible. His mistakes come when he's by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's Definitely. stopping him from being championship worthy at the moment. He like he's like, fuck, I'm leading, I'm leading, I'm leading. Oh, that wall I looks think, nice. Plan I W. In, I think he gets into his head. Yeah. Yeah, massively, yeah that's that's massively. I think that the main thing holding him back, obviously the strategy isn't ideal, but I bet oh, yeah. he, gets, he gets in his own head. Yeah, mm. I've never heard responses to, to mistakes quite like his. Like, it's another level, because usually they're like, oh, I can't believe this, or, oh, God, I'm so mad. But his are heartbreaking, and every yeah. time it is, it's just like, no, 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 I'm so sorry, I'm so stupid. That is going to be... That... You're there like, no, my God, I'm so Okay, that moment in France that. is going to be completely like rinsed on Drive to Survive, isn't it? Him just shouting no, that is going to be the Drive to Survive yeah. guys were like, oh yes, content. The screen <laughs> was so guttural, like it oh, was awful. visceral. It was horrible. I can't yeah, even remember where I was where I was watching France. I think I've blocked it out. I can't remember if I was hungover. I was Clearly, laid, I've just repressed, repressed that. Memory. I was laid on the couch in sunglasses. <laughs> It was not good. I can see it. I can actually picture this. In my I'll show you the photo. Honestly, it is the worst photo. Oh my god! Please, it is horrific. <laughs> Just closing off the whole lap one turn one thing. Eden made a really good point to me earlier. Carlos has DNF'd six times this season. Wow! Yeah, actually, perspective that is insane. And I was kind of trying to work them out in my head and thinking, is this a Carlos issue or is this a luck issue? but and, and in my head like just straight away like, I want to just say it's a Carlos issue because we're constantly fed the whole oh Carlos he likes the gravel doesn't he but when you think about it Danny Rick crashed into him in Imola Carlos wasn't at fault for that at all no. he blew up in Baku he blew up in Austria no it's just Ferrari's fault Suzuka there wasn't much he could have done he was a passenger in that car yeah and, and that was terrifying that was that, really but, scary and obviously, you know, okay, no one crashed into him, and no, it was no one's fault. But I, I wouldn't say that he particularly bottled that, or you know, or oh, that was a no, skill issue. I think his, yeah. that was going to happen to someone. Yeah, it just happened it was, to unfortunately Carlos. him. Yeah, conditions were horrific. So, yeah, and I think I think it is luck. Yeah. Or do we or do we all agree? Sort of, there's some sort yeah, of Ferrari yeah, yeah. curse I, because they've got really bad luck. Rory curse. There's no way I'm. I'm no way any of this is his fault. Like really, like really, the boy has just been beat. He's been beat. Mm. And is that? And it, you know, he's been put on the worst strategy because he's the second driver. And have you seen so, that um, video of his radio when he's getting back into the pit and he's like, "Oh, what keeps happening this year?" or something. I'm like, "Oh, Carlos." Oh no! Bless I think him. I saw that, but I think I didn't click on it because I didn't feel sort of emotionally stable enough to, yeah, to really uh, take yeah. that in. It was, it was not. It was emotional damage throughout. <laughs> yeah, like, guy. Yeah, I think I think I'm glad that we can all agree that it's a luck thing for Carlos because I think if anyone had said that it was his fault, I would have been really sad. <laughs> Talking about luck. Okay. Daniel Ricardo has none. <laughs> 
Oh, are we I doing mean, this now? It, is, are we doing the whole Daniel Ricardo? Is it luck or is he washed? From one emotional damage to the next. <laughs> My two favourite drivers have caused me emotional damage this weekend. Do you know what? No, I need to see him. Like, I need, like, it's so quick to, with seasons go so fast and it's so quick to forget, like, but the boy was, I mean, Monaco pole, baby. Like, the boy in Red Bull was kind of a superstar and... Mm. So I'm I'm feeling like he's already proved himself. It's just that he didn't really have the length of time he had proven himself compared to the length of time that he's had with the shit show is vastly different. And therefore, it's a lot easier to be like, no, he's just lost it. I really don't think he has. I don't know whether I'm just being like no. optimistic or like naive or blindsided by my love for this ridiculous Australian man. But I just feel like, honestly, like if someone's cursed, it's him. Mm. Cursed with everything. All of the curses. Like after and, and poor I... career decisions. Sorry, Eden. Yeah. <laughs> just no, wanted to no, slip that in there. Just no. really poor career decisions. No. Go on. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, after Singapore, I was like, yes, right, okay, we're back. And then, obviously, people were like, oh, no, it was Locke at Singapore. But he still had a decent race. But then oh, yeah. just the last two... I mean, Japan was just a bit of a write-off, seeing as though the weather was so bad. But... Mm. Like yeah. I saw, I saw a video on Twitter, and it was Ricardo in a battle with Latifi. I mean, no offense to Latifi, but Ricardo shouldn't be that far back. It like physically hurts. <laughs> Sorry, did like, you say no offense to Latifi? Yeah. Full offense to Latifi. <laughs> why is why is my favorite driver battling with Nicholas Latifi? Please. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel like he could have gone quicker in Horsey McCourse around that track oh. than the McLaren. Horsey McCourse. I think he would have been happier. In Horsey, on, Mc- on Horsey yeah. McCourse. Obviously, that Agreed. whole entrance on Thursday was probably the highlight of his weekend, so he just thought the race went yeah. so bad. I know we've not got onto Ick of the Week yet, but he was that was very much the opposite of Ick of the Week. It, it was, was... Green, green flag yeah. or something. Yeah. Incredibly attractive. Oh, um, if I could not love that man more. This is a, a Daniel Ricciardo love podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been his last race at Cota. Don't. Don't do it to me. Could have been. Do you know what? I think that you're out for him could actually be really good, though. Like, I'm just thinking, yeah. like, if he if he's, if he's sensible about it. I mean, remember, like, K-Mag, I remember when he, like, dropped out, and everyone was thinking as well, like, for him, it was super young into his career. He'd smashed everyone. I mean, if we're talking total wipeout champions, he beat, like, R- George Russell. He'd beat everyone. In and even, even smashed Gunther's door. Yeah. He did. He fuck smashed his door. All the level. And he came back. So sometimes, like taking a year out, like to clear your head, and hey, I'm I'm just hopeful. I don't want it to be. I can't. I can't. I can't lose him. I can't. No, I know what you mean though, because like if you think of like other drivers that have sort of had a year out or like taken reserves, like Albon did. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Dare I say it, Hulkenberg? Don't say the hate word. (laughs) Yeah, you think of like you think of like obviously the younger, but like Ocon was. Mercedes reserve driver and then Albon took a year out and then Magnussen took a year out and they've all managed to get back in and like obviously Albon's at Williams so he's not always got the most amazing car but they've all found themselves back in the sport somehow so I might just be deluded but I would like to see Danny Rick back on the grid at some point please maybe I'm maybe I'm pessimistic to to sort of protect myself so I can just be pleasantly surprised come 2024 when Checo retires and Danny Rick's back in the Red Bull. Well, I don't know. About don't this, I saw on Ted's notebook, our Lord and Safety Ted, yes. that he retracted 
Ted religion. Um, yeah, so he, he retracted his whole Red Bull thing. Was like, actually, I don't think he's got a Red Bull. It looks like he's going to be Mercedes. So we don't know where he got the Red Bull thing from. Would if you if you could pick if you were Daniel Ricciardo's agent, would you rather have him at Mercedes or Red Bull? Katie, you go first. I need to think this one through. <laughs> I feel like it would be such a redeeming story for him to come back to Red Bull and then nail it. Like it would be such yeah. a full kind of circle to tie everything off nicely however i think anyone who goes into any of those teams will encounter the same problem where lewis and max for their success will always take precedent yeah and he's i mean maybe maybe he's in a better position now in his personal life like to cope with with that and to be stronger and play more um like effective calculated game as a number two driver maybe before he was kind of I mean nothing against him but like we've all maybe been there in points of our life when you're young and you're you can't see past your own kind of like got got the blinkers on yeah Yeah, and it's like I deserve to be there and so these guys are not putting me there so I'm gonna bounce out which maybe like in hindsight is not exactly the best decision to take or best decision to have taken so maybe a second crack at it with a more mature perspective. Like, who knows? Maybe maybe it could be good. But I'd like to see him back at Red Bull. I would, honestly. Like, for me, yeah, that's my, my piece. Should we should we do Ick of the Week now? Seeing as we're kind of... Should we just get it over and done with? Like, yeah. a, half, like a half-time break between the race debrief. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, what, do we still got to kind of talk about Seb. So let's yeah, do yeah. Ick of the Week before we start praising Seb, our Lord and Savior I don't have any goal because mine ties into what we just talked about with our lovely boy Daniel because my ache of the week is as much as I love seeing content of him so it's kind of like a backhanded like to myself almost like I'm I'm doing myself dirty here but I, I hate how McLaren are totally milking that they know that fans love him they know that like I think out of the two of them like him and Lando Daniel is the one with all of the sports personality points and they are milking every opportunity they get to put him like, look at Daniel in a cute cowboy hat. Look at Daniel on a horse. Look at Daniel open some presents that we got him. Isn't he so cute? We love him. You don't love him. You don't love him. If you loved him, you would have, Sean Mendes, you would have treated him better. Okay. For the attention of Zach Brown. <laughs> this is my lesson to you, Zach. This is my words. Not happy not okay no i agree though because like i think it's insane that they keep bringing out sort of like mclaren ricardo merch when he's literally got like a month left with the team yeah like who's gonna it's it's money grabbing yeah oh yeah money grabbing i'm gonna buy it that's the issue is that i'm gonna buy it (laughs) so i'm sad for my bank account here personally more than danny rick like i'm sad i'm grieving he's got the payout he's fine he doesn't even oh yeah bank account he's sounds a pound What's it? A twenty million pound gap year that he's going on, basically. That's the dream. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, actually, Zach Brown. I fancy a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, Zach. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll do my ick of the week. My ick of the week wasn't a like anyone sort of wearing something that I didn't like. It was. It was Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a Lewis stan. I love Lewis. He didn't wear anything that upset me. That wouldn't be in his nature. He is a lovely person he was driving beautifully it was the grassing that i really struggled with even though he was grassing on max and i'm not the biggest max fan 
it was the oh turn nine oh oh he's just gone off at lap 12 oh do something no overtake him because you were following him so closely lewis that if he was going and this is my point and it was kind of proved he you're also going over the track limits then and then he was like, oh, oh, oh. And then I just saw the little banner come up at the top. It was like <laughs> black and white flag, car 44, track limits. I was like, there we go. Reap what you saw, Lewis. <laughs> How the turns have tabled. Uh, yeah, so that was my ick. And, and Eden, you you had a good one. Right. Mine isn't really anything race themed. Mine is just a fashion. I mean, I'm no fashionista, as you can tell. I've got a charity shop t-shirt on. But... <laughs> Um, I just, I'm not a cowboy boots fan. And I, I mean, I don't mind them on a certain 33-year-old Australian driver. But when they've got them, like, over the skinny jeans and they look like they've got, like, the mum's shoes on, they're taking the bins out and they're, like, swapping about. Like, bless him. Like, Yuki had someone and they were almost, like, thigh highs on him and it just was not the vibe. Don't know. That's one thing I will ban from this podcast is Yuki slander. I will oh, no, not tolerate I, it. I love I love Yuki with with all my heart, but I just don't think you suit with the cowboy. I don't think anyone yeah. suit with the cowboy boots. No, it wasn't like, a good look. Even, yeah. even Charles and Carlos, I was like, mm. oh, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because they they put the pictures of them wearing the cowboy hats out after Danny Rick had done Horsey McCourse. Yeah, nothing was ever going to come close to Horsey no. McCourse. They really they should have cut their losses and gone right. We're dropping the cowboy thing. You know? Yeah. But I've just been reminded of, I think, our collective ick of the week. And I don't think anyone can disagree with me on this one. Oh, God. Here we go. Sorry, guys. It has to be the Red Bull flag. We like it on top. Who thought of that? Horny Spice. That's who thought of that. Christian Horner has, he's he's called Horny Spice for a reason. I think he's thinking, Jerry, look at this. It's a great design. Do you think he? Do you think he was sitting in bed at night with Jerry and you were reading Formula One fanfic on on archive of our own, and he found that quote on there, and he was like, "Do you know what? That's it. Boom." I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like Max might have thought of it. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> see it now. Oh, I'm getting really horrible flashbacks to that fanfiction that we read. Oh God. Oh, I need to shake right, it off. Move on quick. Move on quick. Yeah, move right. Quick. Oh, and yeah, Shaq in the car. With the with the trophy that was like tiny compared to Shaq, <laughs> and then the car was horrendous, and the horns and oh, I, the, that the big like cow car. Yeah, like was that was that Red Bull that organised that or was that F one? Either way, oh. I've got a problem with it. You know, it wasn't great. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad we've we've got really valid ick of the week. My like opposite yeah. of ick, I was a big fan of Alex Albon's blonde hair. Unpopular opinion. I like I'm just, just going to let that silence sit for a little Sorry. bit, Eden. For someone who <laughs> goes through life crises and dyes the hair quite frequently, I uh, felt Alex Albon <sighs> on that personal level. I preferred the red. The red was a more the red was a better moment. No. But I didn't. Ma- I feel like he could have done with another toner, maybe on the. Yeah, he needs the purple toner. I'm yeah. going for Brad Mondo here, but yeah, I think he could have done a bit of a purple shampoo. Yeah, I'm going to send him the link for John Frieda now. Like yeah. that's. <laughs> Okay, well, so ick of the week. We've done, we've done Alex Albon hair of the week. There was something else that we were meant to cover. Ah, yes, there was someone at the Grand Prix this weekend who got far more coverage than any of the drivers. In fact, you would have thought with the amount of coverage that he got that he was the reserve driver for someone. <laughs> Brad Pitt. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't a fan of this. And it was all the the pit related jokes, like oh, pit wall. <laughs> Next one. She didn't even yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. on that. But you did that on so <laughs> I know that he's there for his film. His film that I'm sure I will watch. I'm not sure I'll enjoy it, but I'll watch the film. But you do not brush off Martin Brundle on a gridwalk. And I am very, very firm about that. You don't. You are in their space, right? Yeah. When you are there, as a celebrity, these people, there are 20 men on that grid that are about to get in those cars and risk their lives, right? You're in their space and you are speaking to one of them when Martin Brundle tries to speak to you. So why can't we just revoke their grid access if they're not willing to talk? is a treasure and I will not... I mean, Martin Brundle talking about car flips, all right? Like, I mean, (laughs) along those weathers, Martin Brundle had one of the most supreme car flips ever, actually. (laughs) And so he's kind of like a hero, right? Like low key, and yeah. And and Brad's like, oh yeah, you know, I make films where I pretend to do like crazy ass shit. Martin's like, no, I flipped a car, but I'm not like bragging about but it. And then I feel like he's, it's like the opposite between like Brad Pitt and then Keanu Reeves when he was at Silverstone was like absolutely like lovely life, knew oh my God. everything. But then like, Brad Pitt was in like pretty much every garage. He was like the Nick DeVries. He was like, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like six yeah. different garages. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but the, I'm sorry, I've just had to do a Google to see if, if to see if Brad Pitt does his own stunts. Um and I don't think he does. I, I saw Brad, I saw Brad Pitt this weekend more than I saw my own mother. Yeah. And that says it all. At the end I'd really hit my Brad Pitt tolerance. Like I was like, if they show him <laughs> yeah, again, I'm too done. Much Brad. And, it, and, um, complimentary ick of the week also that picture that was posted with him and Lewis where Brad Pitt was like I mean no offence right because like I get it like maybe when I'm like older I'll be still wearing stuff that I wore when I was young and it won't be cool but like he was there with like his kind of millennial early 2000s Britney Spears swagger with his like luminous part on his hood up over his head like yeah you know and I was like no <laughs> Right, if Brad, Pitt, if, if Brad Pitt's listening, we're too skinned to get sued, so please don't. <laughs> we love you, Brad Pitt. The guy you with the checkered flag. Oh, like, what was his name? Come Apple on, guy. Sir, give us nothing. <laughs> He's just like. These like, things never go oh, well. Who was, it? who was it like a couple of years ago who. And, oh, did, and did, it it early? Early? did it early? Yeah. Was it Sunita? From it, I don't. I don't think it was like a model or something. I can't remember who it was. Who'd, I mean, if it, if it was me and I was waving the checkered flag, I would like that guy from the seventies who was on the line and sort of like just like jump about and flip about. That would leave, that would be me, not just this guy going like. It was Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow. That was it. Yeah, Winnie Harlow. Yeah, Lewis is like Bezzy pal. He's like, yeah, I love racing. That man, Woo! that man gave us no vibes. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't go well. They should, they need to just, they need to, they need to have people who know what they're doing. You know what they should do it to fans? They should do like a thing where if you're at the race, you know, like you play some stupid game on Twitter and if you win, you get to wave the flag. I've just had a brainwave. Go on, if they're not racing next season, get Seven Danny to wear the checker flag at each race. 
Oh, don't know. No, I think that would break. I, I think that would break. Seb, from the sounds of it, is already very much on the ropes about his decision. Um, and again, that's the kind of like a nice segue into because we haven't even spoken about Seb yet and the incredible. Uh, what a guy! Oh, it was him. so good. Claps for Seb. Claps for Seb. Well done, Seb. Not that he needs. Not that he needs us saying, "Oh, Seb, well done." Pat on the back, but. Oh my god! Like, I'm sure I saw Jensen Button say that he said that that was one of the best moves he's ever seen at a Grand Prix. Yeah. Never mind this yeah. season, like insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and this man is retiring, and he is driving week in, week out, out like a champion. Skin. Yeah, like he could win a championship in the right car. Like yeah. when when he announced he's retiring, you think, oh, he'll just sort of bimble about and whatever. But he's, he seems he's more up for it than. Ever? Like, it, oh, it makes me mad because I feel like, right, for every everyone everyone has diverse opinions on Lewis, and I get this right, like, I'm not saying I'm a super fan or anything, but Lewis and Seb feel like the only people to me that are actually fighting for change and fighting for progress and fighting for people's rights. Yeah, like, we are out there on the front lines making these risky decisions, standing there, hands in hand, like, we will wear the flags, we will take the knee. And it's like, and then, and I feel like the others, like, I get it, it's personal choice, and so I don't want to shit on people's like ability for free will but at the same time it's like once we lose these guys are we going to be left with the people that stand in the background and say nothing and put their head down like is that what we're left with because it just doesn't sit well with me to be like i don't even know really hard we need less drivers that say oh it's not really my space to comment because it's one thing saying it's not and and realizing maybe that you're not the best person to comment on it but when you are one of 20 people in the world in a place as privileged as that it's kind of your job to use their platforms in a positive way like how Mm. seb and lewis do but i saw something else and it was like um like seb's first ever race was pa in austin and his last ever race was pa in austin as well Aww. Oh, Seb. Tiny, tiny side note, but remember when I got everyone to name my cactus in the group chat? Yes. Do you want to meet him? Yes. We love Carlos Spines. Oh, there he is. He's having a better week than the real Carlos. You need to get him a little red yeah. pot. I know. Yeah, little, stick a little 55 on it. Yeah. A little oh chilly. God, that's my weekend plan. <laughs> <laughs> and a little helmet you can get one of those scale helmets and just put oh. it on top that would be so cute oh we love yeah. carlos spines i want to see carlos spines on every episode i feel like just so we can just check yeah. in and see how he's getting on because it will be better than carlos so <laughs> i have, a, I have a, a cow pot plant upstairs that i've uh, named daniel ricardo so i'll bring him the next one as well oh so we can have a little Iconic. little pot plant off all of my yes. plants die, so oh. I don't have that. Sorry. Um, That's okay. I'll have to buy one and then try and keep it alive, and then we'll think of a jazzy name to call it. Yeah, it's going to be Lance Stroll related. Obviously. So, yeah. It has to be. Plant Stroll. <laughs> Plant Stroll! <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> yesterday when seb was p1 i was like just stop the race now just let him win yeah just like yeah just let him do it yeah it's just this like i was looking at my watch like i'm, I'm fair i don't have a watch i was just like thinking oh surely i think this lap is only this race is only 36 laps and why are they why are they Come increasing back, it like, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we and needed then, we needed winning harley that day Jesus. and then that pit, that pit stop i was screeching 
at that pit stop. I did two oh, good pit, pit stop screeches. It was a very good screech with Max's pit stop. Yeah, I was like, like I was uncontrollable. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Lewis is going to win the Grand Prix. And then a very, very bad screech when Seb came in. Because I think, I, I'm not sure, you guys might shoot me down, but he could have been on the podium. I believe he could have been on the podium. He could have been. The way he was driving, yep. 100%. Yeah, it was just it was the excitement of seeing him first, but then thinking he's going to have to pit soon. But he <laughs> did actually... get his three thousand five hundred flat bleeding in of his he career, did. so little he... wins. I'm sure, like I saw, Magnussen had had those tires like when he was battling with Seb for like thirty four laps or something. Yeah, he had thirty four lap on media. I bet, I bet, yeah. Magnussen was just driving, then he saw somebody he was like, oh, not now, not now, Seb. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying Bye. to manage my tires. You are the last person I want to see in my mirrors. <laughs> but it made for one of the best laps of racing this entire season. Oh, so we yeah. are very grateful. Wow. It was, my heart was in my mouth. And it was just beautiful seeing um, K-Mag speaking to Seb's dad afterwards. And oh, just, because they both were so, so happy. He's got, and he gave an interview saying that he can't believe that Seb is retiring. I saw that. I, also, I saw someone say they think that Seb could come back when Audi come back in, but I don't know if that would ever happen. But you'd be like, what, 39? He's he's younger than Lewis, isn't he? Is, that, is he 35? He's, he's younger than Fernando. Fernando's on the grid, so I mean, if that's where we set the I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Fernando, this, this is oh. Fernando's rookie year, isn't it? <laughs> he's, he's young Fernando's and fresh. A, Fernando's, a, Fernando's a rookie next season. He's got another 20 years. Easy. Nice. <laughs> I think Oh, he'll be going till he's like fifty. Like, nope, I'm fine. He's like, like, reaction times are just in the gutter. Like, he's like, yeah, sound. Yeah, bye. So, just thinking because we've hit the hour mark, we've just been gassing for a while. We need to look forward to next week because I don't know about you guys, but after, especially with it being like an evening race, I was in bed and then it like midnight hit and then I saw a tweet going, oh, it's race week. And I was like, do you know what? There's, I just didn't need that right now. It, it's, <laughs> it's raw. <laughs> it's raw. It's raw. <laughs> I just I, needed uh, to, a break. Yeah. So next week, what, Mexico? This week. This, this week. week. Oh my God. Where are we? What day is it? <laughs> what are we thinking well let's like i mean what kind of like to get super technical with it but mexico like what kind of track is mexico like fast yeah okay so we're talking like red bull Bull. (laughs) yeah straight advantage over corner advantage like we're talking like Downforce maybe won't be the thing that saves the day here. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. Max. Well, no, no, no. If that, if if we, if it, because it's low downforce, surely that means Latifi P one. <laughs> Sorry, the maths, the maths are mathing in my head. Like I think, I think this is it, isn't it? I think time to shine. This is my prediction. George is gonna box smash everyone and launch Fernando. Through the air, cross the line to take first place. It'll be Fernando. That's no the plot. That is the plot of a Magic Alonso episode on TikTok. And if you haven't seen it, go and watch Magic Alonso now. That I could see them writing something like that. I really could. Or George like actually pushing someone off the podium. 
Like I can see him. Is he going to reach that level of bravado where he's just like, actually, no, this is my trophy. You drove into me after the most blatant dive bomb and T-bone of the year. (laughs) Luffy like slap on the back of a head like a a badass mark too. Like laugh laugh one, turn one. Checo gets thing gets T-boned by Latifi, and then Checo's dad storms the track and just punches him. Does it, for, does it for Mexico? <laughs> takes a tequila shot and runs off. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'd pay good money for that. Honestly, on, on that note, have you heard the Mexican version of the F1 theme tune? Because it absolutely slaps. Someone's like a little mariachi band version of it. It's an absolute banger. <gasps> it's great. I've written a note so I can go and watch it it's afterwards. The, it's the actual like Mexico Grand Prix TikTok account and they've got this little guy it's like the steak, but he's got like a little mariachi outfit on. It's oh, it's such a fun time. I need to see that. this. It's an absolute yeah, banger. Yeah. It sounds like something off Dark Horse, like you know, the, like the Netflix series. It's like such a vibe. It's wow. it's so And fun. then we just need Lando Norris to remix it, and then that's where it'll oh. be. Not the <laughs> DJ, DJ Lando. Lando podium in Mexico. No, actually, he's driving a McLaren. Right. Um, ser- serious predictions. What we're going for? One, two, three. Russell is going to take Checo out. And I am I, I'm saying that because for, for, it's funny, but I'm also saying that because I genuinely think he could do that. I am actually going to say check OP one. I'm going check OP one. I know, but that's where I'm saying. I'd, I would love to see Max sort of take the number two driver role just for one race. Seems yeah, though yeah. he's got the championship. Yeah. They've got the constructors. I know. Exactly. Just let Checo win his home race because In I think it. it would be iconic. Yeah, and I and I'm I love Charles. Like I love him. He's adorable. He's like just this, you know. Like it's maybe even the next Seb. I you know put a loose pin in that. But I would love to see. I just want Carlos to have a little just just a fucking bit of sunshine here, man. It's killing me. So I'd like to see him like slide into two or even just three, just to be on the podium and just like yay, look, I did it. Yeah, I think my my I think my prediction Ari Checo is probably quite different. I don't I don't think Max is the kind of guy that would because he's going for. I mean, he's okay. We we'll still have another two races after Mexico to go for that record, but yeah, he is going for a record. He is Max Verstappen. Yeah, can I see him feasibly? No, I can't. I really can't. Um, I think, but that being said, if Max gets a little bit of damage or if he has enough slow pit stop. Checo could well be up there with the Red Bull yeah, being like, as it maybe is. Maybe like another sort of Singapore situation where Max has a bit of a shit weekend, then Checo could definitely be up there. <laughs> they forget but to fuel advantage. the car. Yeah. Home <laughs> advantage, like it really might just switch something in Checo's brain where he might just fight for his life. He'll just like, be like, really, think... really fired up, won't he? Yeah, he might just be so fired up that he just... Mm. And both championships are locked down, so it's not a yeah. team orders kind of scenario. So they're not going to get on the radio to check and say, "Oh, hang on," you know. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe I can see that happening. Um, I am sticking with a Perez P one. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to go Max P one. Just yeah. maybe, I'm just because I'm a skeptic, but Checo will be on the podium, and I think I don't know if I think Carlos will be up there or if I just want Carlos to be up there. I said this. I said this every week, both. but I would love a different team on the podium as well. Ah, uh, I know. Yeah, me too. I know. Me yeah, too. 
Seb? Like, a, like, like an Alpine. <laughs> yeah, Seb, why not? Like, Throw Williams like, in the mix, you know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Alfa Romeo, get Bottas up there. Or was that guy called him, the American guy, Botas? Botas. Oh, 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 and Daniel Ricciardo, eight-time world, world champion. champion. <laughs> I was like, Vel- oh. Valtteri Botas. I have, I've slipped into a, another dimension and I'm perfectly happy with being there if yeah, it means I'm that Daniel Ricciardo is an eight-time world champion. My delusion <laughs> is going to stay in Daniel Ricciardo being an eight-time world champion. I will stick with that. I will <laughs> die on this cliff. <laughs> How many cars are going to finish? Oof. 19. I, do you know what? I think we'll lose three. I don't okay. know. I just feel it. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to say I'm going to go in the middle and I'm going to say 18. I think there'll be two DNFs. One will be a spin and one will be mechanical. Ooh. I think two people will take each other out and be involved in the collision. And I think someone, it's going to be a mechanical failure. I thought you were going to just say, and it will be Latifi. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought you were going to no, name names. I think that is us for today. That is us. Yeah. That yeah. is, we've gone, we were aiming for like 40 minutes and we've done an hour and 10. So we've definitely outdone ourselves this time. It's going to be a lot it. of fun editing. Yeah. Um, we are. We have got big plans for the next few episodes, which is really exciting. exciting. Um, we are obviously going to have to deal with the cost cap at some point, albeit a little bit late. We are going to have to deal with W Series. Um, we are going to have to deal with the repercussions of what I've said about Lance Stroll. I was <laughs> a formal apology to Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to start with next time. Kieran is going to message me and make me do a notes app apology. <laughs> Lance Stroll apology, breaking my silence. <laughs> or he's going to make me duet with him on one of his Lance Stroll songs. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure he'll oh find, think of an appropriate punishment for me. Attempted murder on the Lance floor. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's us then, guys. It was that lovely was. speaking to you. We will have Corin back for the next episode, hopefully, provided we, something massive doesn't happen this week and we have to jump on and do an emergency podcast. Um, but hopefully Corin will be back with us for After Mexico. Um, Mexico debrief. And I'm sure she will judge all of our predictions because I'm sure all of them will be wrong somehow. <laughs> right. That's us then. That's us. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. bye.